It's the Q Review Season 2. Joining us today, and I'm really excited about this because I feel that you are a very large name in, in our world, at least. We have the one and only Ryan Casada joining us today on the Q Review. Hello! Hey, thanks so much for having me. Listen, thanks for doing this. You're a busy person, and you're here, there, and everywhere, and to take time out, I know, is is not always easy. Um, we try to make it as, as easy for you in the transatlantic world of, of communication. Mm-hmm. Most people who are listening to this would at least have a sense of who you are, and, you know, as a singer-songwriter, but you, you are, you've been doing this for a number of years, writing your own material, and producing, and getting out there, live music, the whole kit and caboodle. But what was your starting ground with music? To go like way, way back, my older brother was playing guitar for a little bit. He had a a red electric guitar. And when I was like a real small kid, I would just like look at it and I really wanted to play it. And definitely like felt like I needed to have like permission from my parents. So I would just like look at it and really like admire it. I started begging my mom for guitar lessons and eventually she was like, okay, like, you know, after being like super persistent, I started guitar lessons and that's, that's like how I started. But then I started writing when I was 12 and then around like age 14 is when I started doing open mics on Long Island. So I I had done like a few shows and clubs, but really like doing those open mics on Long Island, that's where I'm from, that helped me to build a fan base. Yeah, and you have a pretty strong fan base, I would say. I mean, you you have a lot of followers, and I think a lot of folks who look up to you both from the music side of things and, and just, you know, your your own world and your own personality and kind of what you're putting out there. You started writing at 12. God, I can't even imagine what I was doing at 12, and I don't think it was trying to figure out music. I think I liked music, but to sit down and actually write, I, I don't know if I could have done it. What were you listening to? Like, what, was you, what were you growing up with that kind of got you into the writing? Growing up, I was listening to a lot of what my parents were listening to. So my mom would frequently play classic rock. So from a really, really young age, I started listening to classic rock and you know, I knew all those songs. I knew the lyrics to all the songs. I would sing along to them. I was really in love with the genre. And, and I still am. I totally still am. And my mom would play Bruce Springsteen a lot. That was probably, like, the thing I heard the most. And the boss. Yeah, and I also grew up listening to Led Zeppelin. And when I started to, like, move into doing my own thing more, I started uh, doing these guitar lessons with this, like, really rock and roll guitar teacher named Lou. And he showed me some more music and I, I got really into like Guns N' Roses and The Doors, Motley Crue. I really got into Led Zeppelin a lot too. Yeah, just like all of that stuff, like all that classic rock and, you know, it branched out over time to like 90s rock. Uh, I really didn't start listening to pop music until I was a lot older, like in my late teens and early 20s. So I, I really just listened to a lot of like rock classic rock, rock yeah and i would say that you know some of your and and you know even going back to a few years ago when you released daughter daughter was was what maybe two years ago yeah it's coming Ish. up two years yeah it's pretty crazy <laughs> there's so the classic rock comes through uh in your music and there's almost what i kind of would say a bit of rockabilly 
in a way. You, there's, a, there's a fun little vibe that tends to be in your music that you don't hear a lot of. And I'm not sure if I'm hitting on the, the, the right thing, but there is something in your music that has a, a, a different kind of edge or zing to it that has a real life to it on its own. And I'm, I'm just curious if, if that's something that you recognize making the music or, or, you know, when you're creating, do you go to certain places for inspiration? Yeah, I mean, I really just pull from my own life experiences and I, I play how I feel. Like, I really don't, like, force anything or, or genres and, and, and that sort of thing. Like, even, like, one of my bandmates was like, we should do a punk album next. And I was like, well, you know, if I write one, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm never, like, I'm not the type of person to just be like, all right, I'm going to sit down and write these pop songs or write these right. punk songs. Like, I never sit down with a genre in mind when I write. Like, whatever happens, happens. And I think, like, definitely, like, all the music that I listen to gets somewhere in there. Like, the inspiration and influence definitely is in there somewhere. And... I do listen to punk rock a lot and I listen to classic rock a lot. I listen to a lot of like soul too. And I just, I really keep it like very wide based on what I listen to. And I think all of that goes into the music. I think it translates really well. Like I said, there's, there's something about your music when I listen to it. And I guess maybe it's an honesty. Maybe it's just that it, it is just so not forced that it's kind of coming out. That's very genuine. Um, you're not overproducing and you're not trying to be something different. And I think in a way that kind of makes you really unique. Every now and then there's a little punk edge to it for sure. And your style in itself uh, lends to just the general person and just having a good time and, and, you know, embracing things. Thank you. Yeah. That said, and I talked, uh, you know, I mentioned Daughter, which is, is, you know, almost two-ish years old. But you have a whole lot of new music going on. I mean, obviously, Extended Vacation is out right now, which seems to be doing really, really well for you. Lots of new music coming, don't you? Yes, I have an album dropping on March 27th, and Bamboo Plants and Extended Vacation are on that album. They're actually the first two songs. How long is the album? I think it's, uh, I think it's 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, eight songs, 40 minutes long, with, which means there's a few really long songs. I was going to say, you got, some, you got some, <laughs> some lengthy ones in there. There's a song that's over eight minutes. Yep. You know what? There's there's nothing wrong. Hey, Stairway to Heaven. You've already mentioned Led Zeppelin. There's nothing wrong with a lengthy song. Sometimes it's it's it works really well. Yeah. Um, the album's coming out, and yeah, two songs uh, have been released so far from it. And you've you've done a little bit with video. The thing I like about your videos when you do them is that it's you. That you're not glossing. You're you're really giving people a slice of your life. And I think that's genuine. I've actually directed pretty much all of my videos. You directed them yourself? Usually think of the concept and, and I'm like leading the person that is shooting it most of the time. So you're you're kind of in control of, of all of that to make sure that like your vision is there and Yeah, definitely. Well that's I mean that's a, a great way to kind of go about it. It it's your artist and you're giving, you know, slices like I said of your life uh over to it. It's kind of nice and I think probably for your fan base too and you would know more than anybody that it is an invitation into your world and I think it's probably for your fan base too feels like they get to know you a little bit more. Definitely, yeah. 
I mean, my whole thing's always been just keeping it super real and authentic. I think that you really achieved that. The album itself, tell us a little bit about it. What's what's it about? Where What inspired it? Is it all over the place? Is it kind of down one track or multiple tracks? It's definitely a concept album. All the songs definitely go together. I wrote all of the songs with my girlfriend, Jenny. We definitely collaborated equally on it. And we were, you know, we sat down and we wrote the whole thing. And, you know, just as it came to us, we were, we were feeling very inspired. We had recently fallen in love and we started writing just like a week after meeting each other. It definitely is like there's this huge fire on the album because of that love. And I feel like it's really transmitted through the writing and it goes pretty deep. I think this is definitely like the most lyrically deep thing that I've done. And Jenny was really able to push me to write in a way that I was fully expressing myself. And she also said something like write as if it was only for you and if it wasn't for anyone else and when she said that i really let go of all these things that i've learned over the years of like what makes a pop song and what format you should follow and and all of this and i think there's not one conventional format on the whole album like there's there's no conventional like verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus you know there i don't think there's one thing like that on the album which I didn't do on purpose, but like I literally just wrote from the heart. We just wrote from the heart. We wrote it together. And there's some things that were improvised. There's some things that, you know, it just happened. Like the, the really long song, I wrote it down. I probably will never play it exactly like I played it on the recording. It was recorded live to tape. And yeah. That's like, a live to tape. But you don't hear that very often anymore, yeah. right? You don't hear people doing that because I think you kind of touched on something that I actually talked to another artist about recently is, is that process of maybe sometimes overthinking things, the formulaic bit of music that can be there. And, and sometimes it's, it feels like you need to kind of go down certain streets with it when really it does just need to be you know, for you, about you and whatever kind of comes out, comes out. And shout out to Jenny for that. Yeah, she really, I don't know, she set up a really safe environment for us to write, and I just felt really comfortable, which is, like, really rare when you first meet someone, you know? Probably gives you the sense of that safety and, and security when you have that when you're writing that you can just kind of put it out there and let yourself go. Yeah. So that's got to be a great feeling. And congratulations on, on the two of you. Like, I mean, it's it's nice to have that experience, I'm sure, to have, you know, a new love. And you mentioned fire, too, because there's so many different emotions when, when a relationship is new. But to be able to work together and create something and put it down, it's 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 got to be a really special album for you. Yeah, it's definitely special, and I'm really excited for people to hear it. There's one song in particular that is about my growing up on Long Island and the bullying I went through, and I feel like a lot of people will relate to that, and I'm really excited for people to hear it. And I've noticed online that you are an artist that has gained a following, especially with some of the, your activism and, and what you've talked about, the bullying and you know just trying to you know just live and be who you are. I think that you're someone that they can kind of connect with. And in music, obviously, people like to connect with, with the music. But when you can connect with the artist on, you know, a level that really touches you, it really helps to kind of make a difference. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and talking a little bit about that in the activism kind of standpoint, you've been interviewed numerous times about like, you know, your background and your upbringing and your music and how all of that has folded into your music. What I was curious about is the catharsis with music and how it helps with that, that, that upbringing and, and, and those experiences that you had. I can imagine that it's one part cathartic in one part almost you're reopening things again only to to kind of close them um yeah i mean there's certain songs on this album that when we wrote them i feel like i it was something that had been inside of me so long and that i've been holding on to like a lot of like traumatic stuff and that i was able to just whoa finally like be like okay this this happened you know this was real and i've in the past year like working on this album I've, i have had to do a lot of work on my mental health and i've had to consistently be in therapy and that stuff to deal with my past and my trauma and i think the music definitely provided me with a healthy platform to be able to process and i did need a little extra boost with some outside help other than music and you know i'm i'm i have no shame in in that you know i have no shame in that i go to therapy or any of that because that's the type of shit that saves people's lives you know and and for me like this music is so deep and like some of the things that we said are so deep people are gonna ask about them and I think I just think that like if I wasn't doing some kind of mental health thing for myself like self-care wise I think like it definitely looked like concerning you know and I'm I feel so like blessed for my life I I'm in a a place where I live a very, very healthy life. I am sober. I'm coming up on six years this month. I don't eat food that makes me sick. Like I, you know, I took a lot of tests and I was able to get my my health under control by changing my diet. And I just, and I work on my mental health a lot, like literally every single day, you know, and it's exhausting sometimes, but I'm really grateful that I am healthy and that my coping mechanisms are all healthy like I don't think there's really anything uh, super unhealthy about my life that was not where I was five years ago 10 years ago so I'm super grateful that I was able to get to this place and I think that it does make my writing stronger it gives my brain like more space to think about writing and think about music it I think it all it got it all goes together you know and, and congratulations on all of that because it's not it's not easy. And as anybody who's gone through things and you know come out the other side will tell you like this how much work is involved. You know I think what is one of the most exciting things about this album is just reading some of the things that you know you've talked about and and hearing the the the, the songs. It's really noticeable and it is a special album. And I think that it's it's a piece of work that you're going to be able to kind of, and I think you'd do this with all your work, but I think that this is going to be one of those ones where you kind of take a step back at, you know, a little bit later on in life and kind of go, that's just a class moment in time where, you know, it's things will come and go or whatnot, but you can kind of stand back and and look at that, the work that you've put in and the emotion. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned a bit about therapy and stuff like that. And and so many artists are, are in therapy or they're doing something for their mental health. And to be able to stand back and say, you know, you don't think that there's anything super unhealthy about your life. It's like such an accomplishment because most of us would love to get be able to get, we would like to get partway there. So many of us just kind of let things into our lives that are negative. So to have that ability to say that it's important to hear that it can be accomplished, but it's also so great to hear that that is what you've, you've achieved. With attention, you know, I mean, obviously, Obviously, you're talking to us and you talk to a lot of people. How do you keep yourself grounded 
I meditate a lot. Yeah. That's like one of my main things. I also just like connect with people a lot, especially people that have been in my life for a really long time, because that helps me to like just feel like normal in a way. Like a lot of people that I meet, especially people recently, like, you know, people treat me different. They don't treat me different because I'm trans. Uh, They treat me different because of the Instagram followers and Spotify plays, like all the numbers, you know, and like that's not who I am, you know, like I'm not. The numbers i'm not my success you know i'm inside i'm just i'm just a guy that's trying to live just like anyone else really you know like i'm nothing about my personality is like different than anyone else like i i just feel like i worked really hard and i accomplished some things you know and i am so grateful for all those accomplishments and i'm i'm grateful for all the press that i've gotten and all the people listening to my music, and I still feel the same, you know, and I still feel like I have a long way to go, and I, I, I just wish that more people would see me as a human, you know, and someone that's trying to heal, and someone that's trying to grow, and someone that's trying to connect, and I'm not talking about, like, networking or grow my career, I'm talking about, like, as a person, I have the same goals that other people have as well. Suffer from a little dehydration Feeling like I'm on a vacation Friends are calling into the station Looking for me All this talk about immigration Don't really know what's going on in the nation Got a wife and an oral fixation So let me be
so I have to ask about something, and because we haven't touched on it yet, um, it's a, it's another part of your music life and, and your music world, mm-hmm. and that's Project Auto. Project Auto came out not too, too long ago. It's another part of you, but I'm just curious about what is Project Auto for you? Oh, the Instagram's Project Auto, but the project is called Auto FM. Auto FM, yes. Um, It's like more of like my pop music on that page and then a, a space where like I could also do collaborations with other artists. So the songs that have been released so far are collaborations that I did with Nate Evans, who's a producer in L.A., I've just been, you know, releasing a few songs on there and I have a bunch more that I have to release, but I kind of like put it on hold to promote this album at the moment. But um, I do have like a music video ready to go for that project maybe later this year. You know, it's music that I feel like I, you know, I wrote it and like I vibe with it, but I feel like I just like I don't feel like necessarily it's my complete brand right now. I feel like it's almost like just like a different version of me. It's like a, it's like a, an encapsulated moment for you. Like, you know, just like over here is project or auto FM and <laughs> it's a little experimental. It's a little, you know, different kinds of creative. And I thought it was, it's interesting because it look it seems to me that it's a, an area, it's another world for you to play in when you need to have that world. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know if I'll play that stuff live, you know, I don't really plan on it right now like I'm I don't know I'm, I'm just like so into like keeping things like authentic in my live show that I don't think I, w- I would use like a backing track the the auto fm uh, and project auto may just be an outlet for you just to to dabble in but what it is is that it which is cool about music these days is that it doesn't need to be prescribed to anything it doesn't you can do that when you especially when you're self-creating right and like for that project too, like I've, I haven't really like showed my face much on it, which has been like, it's been cool for me because I could do it as like a hobby, you know? Right. And like, I am passionate about it, obviously, but like, I just, I, I have not reached out to anyone for press about it. Like, I just, I haven't really posted any of like me on the, on the page, like on the Instagram page. It's just like pictures that I like took. Like, it's really just like stuff I like you know it's like I wasn't I'm not trying to like promote me on it like it's like a brandless thing yeah which like in a way gives me some freedom for one I thought it was I thought it was really interesting and I I was like kind of goes back to that overthinking thing a bit that maybe some artists kind of get into or feel that they have to overthink Mm -hmm. where you're just it just felt like it's like, I'm going to go over here and do this for a bit. And I may never, ever come back to it, but I'm going to do this right now. And it's going to be here. And it is what it is. And it was, I found it creatively, it seemed very freeing. It seemed like there was a lot of freedom there to it to just be what it was. Yeah, exactly. And there'll, there'll be more. There'll definitely be more. But right now I'm focused on this album coming out. And- Does it have a name yet? The album? Yeah, the album's called The Witches Made Me Do It. I was going to say, I, I know that you put it out there, but I want to make sure that you did say it. <laughs> and that that's, it's on the uh, the t-shirt, which people are really liking the t-shirt, which is The t-shirt's funny. pretty cool. Where did the title come from? The title's from one of the songs. So honestly, it's kind of hard to remember. And I would have to bring Jenny on to really get like, to talk about it completely accurately since we were both there. Um, but it is the subject of one of the songs. 
and it it goes with one of our um one of our one of her friends that's now also my friend is a witch and she I don't know like she she just provided us with a lot of like insight when we first got together which was awesome so that's cool definitely a cool title definitely a cool t-shirt going back to activism uh for for a minute do you feel it's and I guess it's hard I think that maybe equally um probably people coming at you for music and and different things also probably equally come at you for you know activism and, and what your your talks and that kind of thing uh do you ever find it a, a struggle to kind of balance both or is it you know you you kind of pull them together yeah I think the way that I've like put them together has really worked for me and it's worked for people that come to my shows so I think you know, they're, they're kind of always together, and sometimes I do one without the other, but uh, most of the time I'm just combining them, especially on this tour. Like, it's really, this tour is really, like, it's activism and music. It's Yeah. Um, and there are a few shows where I'm not speaking, but I'll still tell stories. Well, I mean, as as a singer-songwriter, I mean, storytelling is, is in your nature anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll be watching it as, as it kind of rolls along. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. Hey, you know what? We're, like I said, we're big fans. I I love your story. I love that you put so much of you into things. And it's real. It's real. It's very authentic and very genuine. And mm-hmm. again, not, not that other artists are not. It's just that it really does come across, not just in your music, but just in everything that you post. You, you are the the captain of the high hat that that the hat the hat's always there mm, thank you you know you're you're a recognizable uh character that's out there and just kind of doing great in the community and just making great music and yeah we're super big fans thank you so much i really appreciate it Thank you for joining us today, Ryan. I mean, this is this is great, and I it's great to have you on here. But also, so that other artists and and other listeners get to hear you and and follow you and and be able to kind of watch what's about to kind of unfold for you. Where can people find you online? Sure, you could find me on ryancasada.com, and you could find me on pretty much all social media, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Ryan Casada and you'll find me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Ryan. And I'm super excited to watch everything unfold. Awesome. Thank you. Me too.
Dishin with Dougie. It's Dishin with Dougie. Dishin with Dougie. So this question is probably going to have the longest answer of all of them. The question is, how did I get started with music blogging and why is it my passion? Music has been a huge passion of mine ever since the late 90s. I mean, even before then, though, I was into music as a younger kid, whether it was from Disney films or from music my parents listened to, like Billy Joel or Gloria Stefan, or things I did with the church, like the choir and handbells. But I got into pop music in the late 90s thanks to the Spice Girls. And from that point forward, I was listening to the radio all the time, watching MTV all the time 
buying CDs, making mixtapes. And as I got older, buying more CDs from older artists and different genres and going back. And from the beginning, for the most part, I was into music journalism. I would initially just read some reviews on Amazon late 90s, back when Amazon first started. But it didn't take long for me to start reading rock critics like Jim DeRogatis and Chuck Clusterman and Stephen Thomas Irwin of All Music Guide. And I would also get a subscription to Entertainment Weekly as well as Rolling Stone magazine. And I just was a huge music junkie that not only liked listening to music, but reading about music and learning about what inspired the artist, but also kind of learning the different contexts and zeitgeist of eras that music took place in and what that said about the times too and how that led us to where we are now. So I was not only into like modern music journalism, but like music history too, and kind of framing things like that. It's just been something that's been, I don't know, deep inside me. It's always kind of been like a calling and one that I really wanted to express, but never quite fully did as a job. I did go to college, graduating with a degree in journalism um, from Ithaca College from the Park School. And while I was there, I also wrote for the newspaper. I wrote reviews every week for music and film. I had my own radio show then called Alterna Gold, which was all uh, alternative rock from the 90s. And then I even did a couple in internships with radio stations, and I had my own online radio station on Live 365 for a couple years called Dougie Styles Alternative, which ran between 2009 and 2014. Um, and it was all alternative rock from 89 to 99, and I created all the bumpers and talk sets and whatnot for that as well. Um, but in general, I just didn't really find a way to break into the industry. And I also graduated from college in 2008, which is when the economy crashed. And I luckily already had a job at Marriott that I had started at 16, but kept on as part-time slash pool status. I'm very thankful for that because Marriott's given me stability and it's given me a lot of freedom. I don't really regret it at all, there was a piece of me that still yearned to do something with music, but I think my biggest hurdle was that I was afraid of people seeing my queerness. I think I suppressed a lot of that. I didn't want that coming to the fore. Plus, when I did radio, it was more about just playing the songs instead of like dissecting the songs. And even when I reviewed things for the paper, it had to be from like a third person vantage, not my own vantage for the most part. I think just in general, everyone knew I liked music and I was passionate and I could talk people's ears off about it. But I think I just didn't have that confidence because I didn't think anyone would want to hear what I had to say from a queer perspective. And I think that this queer pop movement is really what changed everything for me. But the specific trigger, which I talked about in an earlier episode, was Michael Madrano's Easier, which when I heard that song, I was really taken with it and connected with it deeply because it resonated with me in a lot of ways with some of the struggles I've had with my concussion and some chronic pain that I've gone through. And I wrote him that and he was really, really emotional about me being really emotional about it. And I posted about it on Facebook and my mom said that you need to do a blog. And I think when she said that, it was kind of the light bulb moment where it's where I just felt now was the time. Now it felt like it was the time for me to do something like this, to not only indulge in my passion in music, but also grapple with my identity as a gay man. And I think that's the other thing I love about queer pop is it's gotten me to question a lot of things about myself and how I used to suppress things and internalize things and maybe not the healthiest of ways. And so doing this blog is not just an outlet for my music, but it's kind of therapy for me. It's, it's almost like me going through my life as a gay man starting as, you know, a kid who was more feminine than the other boys and growing up in the closet and then even coming out, but still suppressing parts of myself. And I think that's why I like 
doing this blog so much is that it's not just me talking about music, it's me coming to terms with a lot of things about myself and my own life, while at the same time giving more of a platform and and more visibility to queer artists that I think they truly deserve. And it feels like I am positive influence on that. I feel like with Queer Pop, I am making a little bit of a difference in the scene just by talking about these artists and posting about them and writing entries about them. You know, I want to do everything I can to help them because I feel like their music has helped me. And I think that's why I really like doing this blog so much. And as you'll see, if you read the blog, I mean, I do like a lot of different music from a lot of different eras. And I've got a lot more coming in the future for classic rock, which I haven't touched upon yet. And I want to do some stuff about classical music too, because I'm also really into that. And some, you know, more obscure subgenres like shoegaze is a big favorite of mine. But I even like some classy crooners like Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby. So there's really just like a never ending well of music that I can talk about. And I think that's the other reason I'm, you know, really good at doing this blog is that I can talk about music forever from a lot of different artists and genres and eras. So I don't foresee a shortage of material in the near future, uh, to be honest. And I I really just hope that my blog not only gives visibility to queer people, but creates a safe space for queer people. And I hope people can see their own stories and mine. And I know that hearing other people's stories has helped me. So I think that's why I'm doing it and why I love doing it and why I want to keep doing it. Want to know more about what Dougie has to say? Check him out online at www.dougiestyleclub.com and on Twitter at DougieStyle4. Out this week. Hello, 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 hello. Happy people and happy quarantine to everyone out there. I hope you're all doing well. Um, you, you already know that Ryan Casada has a brand new single and album out, both called The Witches Made Me Do It. But there is a lot more that's new this week. So we're going to jump into it. Starting first, we've got brand new Starly. We've also got some new Wills this week. Andrew Neal, Jack Newsom, Jeannie and Leader from Canada. We've got Rhea May. We've also got Yesterday's Youth, Tori Mercer, Seventh, Kyle Motzinger. Back again in Canada, we've got Matthew V and Jocelyn Alice. Some new Holiday Howe, brand new Brian Faltuto, John Conlon, Ella Hale. We've also got brand new Bright Light, Bright Light. That's a big one for us. Some new Emily Burns, some new Lovey T, and the one I think a lot of people have been really anxious for, second single this year in 2020, brand new Carly Hansen and Days In. A lot of people have been excited for that one. You can hear all of these and more online at thequeereview.ca and follow us on Spotify where we're posting every week. Hey, if you've been liking what you've been hearing on the podcast, reading on the website, and through social media, and enjoy listening on our playlists, you can pop right on over to patreon.com slash thequeereview and support us so that we can keep bringing you more great content. We'd really appreciate it. In our spotlight this week is Me Versus Me, the new single from LA artist Andrew Neal. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next week. I got two black eyes cause I'm punching myself in the face I can't control my mind every time that my heart starts to race I'm looking for the old me but I can't seem to locate a trace How do I wake up from this anxiety I've embraced I hold myself back, tying ropes around my wrists on my own 
my train off track Cause I'm way too scared to do this alone And I exaggerate facts so I make it seem like Every situation can feel so dreamlike If I keep on running like this I'll end up all on my own I'm my own worst enemy How do I fight these battles when the person coming at me is me? And I know everything is alright, that's the thing But it's convincing myself that it's a feast to the table I bring I got bruises on my body cause I'm throwing myself to the ground And when I stare at my reflection I wonder why are these feelings around I got a love in my life and I finally discovered my sound When will I realize that what I'm looking for I've already found I held myself down long enough I'll untie all the ropes on my own And get myself on track cause I don't have to go through this alone And I'll embrace real facts so I make this real life Everything I want it to be a true dream life And I'll quit this running so I don't end up here all on my own I'm my own worst enemy how do I fight these battles when the person coming at me is me? And I know everything is alright, that's the thing But it's convincing myself that it's a fist to the table I bring I'm my work, 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 worst enemy Work, 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 worst enemy Work, 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 worst enemy Yeah I'm my work, work I fight these battles when the person coming at me is me And I know everything is alright, that's the thing But it's convincing myself that I'll never give up No matter what people say, I don't give a fuck Cause in the end I know it's a feast to the table I bring